Welcome to Monday Matters with Holly Cochran. Holly is a wife, mom, coach, and entrepreneur. She wears these and many more hats while running three successful businesses, a gym, online nutrition program, and commercial cleaning company. She brings a unique perspective to everyday life with her spicy, no-nonsense attitude. Holly helps her clients keep it simple with small tweaks that over time add up to big life changes. With that, let's get on with today's episode. Here's my friend, Holly Cochran, an incredible human you need to be listening to every Monday. Hello there, family, friends, and strangers. This is the Monday Matters podcast, and my name is Holly Cochran. Thank you very much for joining me here today. I usually wait till the end of the week to record my podcasts because I take my inspiration from the conversations I'm having with my people at the gym and my clients that I talk to on the phone from all over the place. And if there's a recurring theme or something that sort of stood out that week, that's what the next week's podcast is. That's where I get my inspiration. It is only Tuesday and I am ready to record this uh, week's podcast because I really think that there are more than just me out there that might need to be hearing the message that's been going on on repeat in my head right now. So thank you for joining me. Um, I also want to send a little reminder out if you are listening to this on Monday when it airs that on Tuesday, August the 23rd, um, the pharmacist from Krauss Care Pharmacy, Nicole Krauss and I are going to be doing a little information session for anybody who is worrying about their risk for diabetes or have been diagnosed with diabetes and want to learn how to sort of reduce the effects and the long-term outcome of diabetes. So that's happening Tuesday, the 23rd of August. If you are listening to this podcast before that date, come and check it out at the gym at 6.30 p.m. Okay, let's get on with today's topic. Uh, you might have seen it on the on the headline of the podcast, which is sometimes I'm not okay. And I know you can all relate. Sometimes we're just not okay. And we might say we're okay. How are you today? Oh, I'm okay. How you doing? Oh, I'm fine. When you're really not. And I've actually gotten much better at I don't say that as much anymore. Like, I'm okay. I'm fine. I still do it because like, we don't need to get into it if we're just doing pleasantries. But I'm actually getting a little bit better at identifying how I really am. And if people truly are asking, I will really honestly answer them. But so my message for today is the mantra that's been going on in my head or not. It's not a mantra. I'm not, it's, it's not on repeat, but how I am managing myself this chapter, this season in life. And I say season because it truly is. It's fall. I'm never okay when it is the fall. I didn't always feel this way. I don't think I've had, you know, a big traumatic event happen in the fall that I feel nothing like that. I don't feel triggered or anything like that. I used to um, get excited about the fall because from the time I was kindergarten until, you know, Kata was born, my second daughter, every fall meant something new and exciting was happening. I was entering a new grade. I had a new teacher. I was heading off into university. I was starting a new practicum. I was starting my new job. My new job was at a school. So the school year was still dictating my my life as far as when things started over and wrapped up and the beginnings and the ends were all around the school year. And so fall was always a pretty exciting 
time. You got new clothes. I got new work clothes. Like I got new clothes every fall for years. And then I quit my job to be a stay-at-home mom. And we went down in our income. Actually, we didn't go down that much. <laughs> I, I was always pretty well, uh, doing well as a janitor, which is fantastic and why I stayed doing it and I'm still doing it today. So I just shifted my priorities and everything became about Corey and the kids in the fall, getting everybody else ready for school. Everybody else got new clothes. Everybody else got a new lunch kit. We went through the school supply list. Everybody went to Regina. I was, I hate shopping in Regina. So there's no way I was getting anything new on back to school shopping day because I had nowhere to go on that first day of school and I was not about to start looking for any more things to be shopping for when it came to back to school shopping once I had quit my job. So that new thing wasn't happening anymore. I didn't have any new job to be going to, nothing. I was just living vicariously through those three. And I realized after Kata, I guess when she went to kindergarten or maybe it was grade one, because even in kindergarten, every second day was something about us and we'd start the new gymnastics or the new swimming or whatever. But that was, it was like, wow, everybody has gone and I don't even have a new pair of shoes or shirt to show for none of it. I just hear. And it was one of the darkest times I realized and the leaves were changing. And the first year that that I felt that. I don't think I said anything. And maybe maybe it was just when Corey left for school and I still had two little kids at home. It might have started then the whole, you know, downward spiral that I would start to get into come fall when the leaves would start to change and the season would change and it would be cooler in the morning and darker earlier. And I would just be like, oh, soon he is going to be going back to school and I am going to be home all day with these kids. And he doesn't rush home at 4.30 like anybody uh, who has the... <laughs> He's always been at school till 6, 6.30. He's coaching sports. So I will have this two months of co-parenting going on while he's home for the summer. And then boom, with a light switch, it's back to just me. I'm on all day. And it would, it would start to loom in August when I would get this feeling like, oh, can I do another year of being home? Can I do this? Am I cut out for this? Do I just want to get a new outfit and go back to work? So I started to recognize a few years ago that I really hate the fall and started to do a little bit of work as to why, and then started to Put some preventative measures into it. You better believe I'm getting some new clothes in the next couple weeks. There will be some new workout clothes. I'm building an office at my gym. I am going to be getting some like, I'm not coaching a class. I'm actually being fancy in my office clothes. I have started the last few years at really trying to find ways to make this season when I know I'm not feeling my best better. And doing that work has definitely helped. The other thing that always happens to me is we go hard in July. Like as a family, we do July well. We staycation, so we don't go anywhere, but our house is always filled with people. 
and we start early in the morning with our workouts, but we go late into the evening with bonfires on a regular basis, midweek, weekends. We go hard in July and it catches up to me in August. And 95% of that is all self-inflicted exhaustion. And so what do we do this time around? We decide to take on a major gym reno and not <laughs> and not rehire the contractors. We're going to do this ourselves. So now I'm doing the janitorial cleaning company, the coaching business, the online coaching for nutrition. Um sort of sort of starting with all new clients and I am mudding and taping the rooms and I am holding up 50 pound pieces of uh, drywall in between doing all the rest of it. Like talk about taking on too much, which is the story of my life. I do it all the time, but I'm getting better at figuring out how to manage it. When like yesterday I was in like Mary Poppins mode. And when I say I'm in my Mary Poppins mode, it means I've gone completely off the deep end <laughs> and I'm on the verge of tears and I'm talking in a sing-song voice because anything other than that sing-song voice is going to be a screeching screen at everybody around me and I know I need to just get myself into con- in check. When I get to that point, when I am not okay, I used to just like blame somebody else and yell at people and try to, you know, deflect away and put it on somebody else that this is why why we're in this situation and I don't do that anymore. It is 100% my choice to be this tired and my choice to figure it out. So here's the things that I do. If you are not okay, maybe one of these strategies might help you to get yourself back on track. You know, when the wheels are falling off the bus, here's how I put mine back on. And if it helps even one person out there, if one of these things helps, then this was all worth it. So the first thing I did when I got that sense that like, I'm about to lose it yesterday was I texted the morning class and I said, I can't go to work tomorrow. You're going to have to run that board all by yourself because I cannot get up and people at 4.37 tomorrow morning. I need to sleep past my regular alarm clock and I need to charge my batteries. So I went to bed the night before as early as I could. I left my kitchen in a disaster last night. Like everyone was still making supper at 8.30, 9 o'clock last night. Like cooking spaghetti at 9 o'clock last night. Kenzie is making this huge mess in my kitchen. The dishwasher was not started because they were needing the water. Like and I just walked upstairs and went to bed. I could never have done that before, or I would never have chosen to do that before, but I know better now. And so I said very nicely in my Mary Poppins tone of voice, can you guys at least start the dishwasher when you're all done your meal? I know it's not, your dirty dishes won't fit in the dishwasher. I will hand wash your dishes in the morning, but just start the dishwasher so that I have at least a bit of a clean slate to start with. Oh, and as soon as I got home last night from my meeting at eight o'clock at night, when everyone was trying to be in the kitchen, I would have not wanted to be there with all of that mess going on, but I powered through and I cut up a roast that I had thawed. See, these are the habits that I've started to learn and stack. I knew this was a busy week. I had a bunch of meat thawed. So I had a whole roast thawed in the back fridge that needed to be dealt with. I cut it up into stewing beef. 
I cut up all the potatoes, carrots, celery, and onions last night at eight o'clock, put them in the fridge, and went to bed with a disaster in my kitchen so that I could get some sleep under my belt. I know all things are better when I get some sleep. So I go to bed and I wake up this morning and Corey still went to the to the workout. So that was fine. He has to do his thing that makes him, you know, feel like he's setting his wheels on his bus straight. So he went and did his routine. Routine is important. I stayed sleeping. I set my alarm for 630. That's two extra hours of sleep. But 6.30 is still an early enough start to the day that I can get a lot accomplished. So I set my alarm for 6.30 and I got up at 6.30 and I went down the stairs and my kitchen is in a disaster. There is like spaghetti sauce all over. The jar is in the sink, all disgusting. And the dishwasher didn't get started. (laughs) I know some of you ladies out there like gasping because yes, yes, it didn't get started. It's just a disaster down there. And I don't lose my mind because I'm thinking, how is that going to help anybody? There's nobody even awake to lose my mind on. Let's just put on a nice podcast in my ears and get at it. So I clear a spot and I start making a really nice fall stew with this nice organic beef that we've bought from a farmer here and some carrots we got from the farmer's market, potatoes I bought from the guy that sells at the A&W. I got beans from... anyway. My nice harvest stew is about to be cooked and I cannot wait. So I get that going and I want to make food for this whole week because that's what I preach to people doing. And I know that if I eat well, I'm going to be better. And I know Corey thinks I'm going to be at the gym this whole week helping him, which I want to be doing. So we need some food around here. So like I have been teaching people, there's a bunch of meat thawed. I have six chicken breasts thawed, two pounds of hamburger, and this roast. I start to cook it. The barbecue is going. I've got quinoa cooking on the stove. I made a homemade salad dressing. The air fryer's got food in it. Like it is 635 and I am cooking up a storm. In this, in this disgusting kitchen of mine, which it is now, I don't know what time it is, probably it's 9.30. It is 9.30 in the morning on a Tuesday morning. There is stew made, homemade hamburgers, barbecued chicken, quinoa, a salad dressing, some grilled vegetables from the air fryer, and the dishwasher is now running and I've done a load of laundry and it's 9.30. I missed my workout. I didn't get to work out today. I'm going to be ready for my 10 o'clock client. Excuse me. And we will now be set up as a family for the rest of the week to be able to run that schedule that we will run to get all the things done. And there's going to be some food in the house. So, one of the things that is in my mind is what do I have to give up to get the better choice? So, I know the better choice is to eat our homemade food and to not be resorting to, you know, chips and cheese. You know, Tostitos with melted cheese is something that will keep me alive until the next day, but it is not going to fuel me as well as a nice stew with a bunch of vegetables in it. So I could keep doing all the other things and add on to the regular routine and let the nutrition slide, but I don't do that anymore. And I feel so much better. So this time, what did I have to give up? I gave up the workout. I gave up 
my workout. I gave up coaching those people in the morning. I gave up that, which is my favorite part of the day. But I, I had to trade that this time. It's fine. I am doing enough work on the on the uh, renovation that my body does not need that. It needed to be fueled much more than that. The other things that I am going to be doing is I'm going to be setting some boundaries and saying no to some things. So we get asked to do things sometimes. And if you ever invite me to do something and I say, I'm sorry, I just physically can't do that or my brain can't do that. Do not take offense and don't stop inviting me because I appreciate it so much. And I love you for inviting us to do things. And sometimes it's just the what I look forward to the most, whatever we have going on. And sometimes I have to say no. I have to protect that energy and I cannot do anything else in my week. So from this point forward on this particular week, I don't know that I can do much else. Between what I've got going on at work and doing this renovation, that's pretty much all I'm going to be able to do. We have a full weekend. We have health mapping on Friday night at the gym. Saturday, I'm helping with the Houston pizzas. That's going to be a really fun day. And Sunday, I will turtle. And that's okay. Those are the things that I will set up. And even if we had something set up for Sunday, I might be turning it down now that I know where I'm getting in this whole anxiety of fall starting to set in feeling. I know I need to limit the amount of things that I can do. I'm also getting much better in the fall of making sure that September feels like a fresh start with things. And when I took the, when I was home with those kids for a few years and I didn't have anything on, I realized that January is not the beginning of the year for me. September is. September is when I want to feel like I can set some goals and establish new routines if I need a new routine. And I had stopped doing that. Well, it doesn't work for me. January is not my time. September is my time. So doing the the work on why do I feel this way? Why is this season such a trigger for me? How do I help myself sort of get better at having everybody leave on that first day of school and not feel like I'm being left behind, being able to do that work in my head has made this so much better. And one good night's sleep, missing one hour, one morning, it wasn't just an hour, one morning of work to sort out this whole week has really just put the wheels back in the bus and off I go. I feel so much better. I am not in Mary Poppins mode anymore. I'm going to be able to tackle all of the things that I need and knowing that I'm going to be well fed in the meantime. So people always say, how do you get this all made? How do you, how do you meal prep? How do you, I've started building those habits. The first one was there was meat thawed. I took that meat out on Sunday thinking that maybe Sunday evening I would be able to do this food prep, but we stayed at the gym till late and then had my parents out to watch the kids water ski. So there was nothing being made on Sunday night. Well, then Monday was a busy day, trip to Regina, buying all the stuff. And I could feel like, okay, we can't get on and on and on with this week with this meat thawed in the back of the fridge and no one's eating it. That's got to stop. I know better. I know how to do this. I'm just not. What needs to happen in order for me to do what I teach people to do? So setting some boundaries, giving up, what is one thing that you can give up to trade for the better option? So if, and and when you have little kids at home, 
and one of them gets sick or like sometimes there's times in your life when you just literally cannot think of what you could be doing differently because you are just doing the keeping people alive thing all day long. I get that. I'm not there anymore, but I was there and I feel you and I hope that you can find yourself the motivating podcast to stick in your ear in those dark mornings when you are just exhausted and awake and wish you weren't. I feel that and I know that sometimes having somebody chirp about, oh, and I just took a couple hours off and made a bunch of food, blah, blah, blah. I know that's probably super annoying, but know that those habits of starting to figure out how to manage all this started in that dark season to the point now where I don't have long seasons of that anymore. I am not okay is something that I said yesterday, but I used to say I'm not okay for weeks at a time months at a time. I don't say that for that long ever anymore. I'm not okay, but I know how to turn this around. And yeah, it starts off with sleep and something good to eat. Those are just so, so basic in life. And yet we shove them off and shove them off, burn the candle at both ends. We try to stay up later, get up earlier and eat food that doesn't serve us trying to be more accomplished in life. And yet we don't feel okay. So if you are still here, thank you so much for sticking it out with my big long-winded Tuesday morning ranting story. I appreciate you. I hope that you are okay. And if you are not okay, you can just find those little pieces of habits that can start to turn things around and know that the basics really do make a difference. Go to bed and get a good night's sleep, even if your kitchen's a disaster. Get a good night's sleep and then cook yourself a nice chicken breast with some salad and eat something that serves you instead of doing a drive through Drink some extra water, take some really purposeful breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth and know that this messy kitchen disaster, laundry, kids screaming around season, it doesn't last forever and really you're surviving. You're getting through it. So um, I hope that your days of saying, I'm not okay, become shorter and shorter and shorter, and they don't drag out into weeks and months. I hope everybody has a great Monday. If you are listening to this on Monday and want to come to the gym on Tuesday night, please do so. We are going to be talking about the risk of diabetes and how to avoid it. Thank you very much, everybody. Thanks for listening to Monday Matters with Holly Cochran. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to Monday Matters, leave her a review, and share this episode on your social media. Should you have any questions about what you listen to or want more information, reach out and send her a message at K2 Thriving Motherhood on Instagram and Facebook. She loves hearing from her listeners and responds to each one personally. See you next time!